0: Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question: Are my business problems actually me problems? In that I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Monica Cox, who is a top holistic functional fertility coach and infertility warrior. She supports women in finding the root cause of their fertility issues and becoming the conscious mother they were born to be. She herself has dealt with years of unexplained fertility, failed IVFs, and survived several miscarriages before becoming an IVF mom and getting pregnant naturally, even though the doctor said that there was nothing she could do to improve her situation. So Monica... Thank you very much for coming on. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm wonderful. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to dive into this with you. I mean, even just from the short conversation we've had uh, off-air before recording, it seems like we're very much aligned with regards to how we look at, uh, you know, what we define as like root causes, right? Like mm-hmm. your clients come at you with a surface level problem, and then uh, as I always say on this podcast, like... It's hard to see the building when you're standing on the balcony, right? So having yeah. that outside perspective for somebody to like really scan and see the big picture and see exactly the things that you're missing, Um, just right off the bat, I was like, yeah, we, we totally align with that. We just have two different vehicles for exploring it. So I'd love for you to then just break down um, how you got to doing what you're doing, uh, you know, beyond what was in the bio and, uh, you know, how you are doing all the stuff that you're doing now?
1: Yeah. So it was a personal story, you know, 27 years old, fit, healthy, young, and just going to get pregnant. And, you know, the answer was IVF. And when that was a shambles and they said, you know, you have low A quality, there's nothing you can do. Just continue with medical treatment. There was a very strong present in that room saying that's BS. Don't listen. And I had no guidance, no knowledge of mental health, emotional health, physical health, diet. Um, because I was fit and healthy, or at least I thought I was, I was the norm, right? I was high achieving. And, you know, we traveled and we hung out with friends, you know, I wasn't depressed, I wasn't overweight, I didn't have a diagnosis of, you know, any medical conditions. So um, that's what sent me on my journey and it was pretty long. I mean, Instagram wasn't even invented at the time, so you didn't really have access like you do nowadays, especially relating to fertility, Um, and so I just started piecing it together slowly but surely, and I think my consistency um, paid off, right? I didn't need you know double blind medical studies or um you know peer reviewed research on this i was just willing to kind of follow my intuition which i didn't know was a thing at the time but i can look back very clearly on my journey and every time i listened i quote unquote succeeded and every time i didn't it i didn't fail but the journey became more expensive <laughs> a lot more heartache you know things like that so when I got pregnant, naturally, I had already trained um, in functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, I thought I was gonna um, help children, because that's what I did for 20 years, I was an early educator with, you know, things like with ADHD and autism and really improve their health. And I ironically just didn't want to work with parents anymore. I mean, it's hard enough to kind of see the light yourself, and to try to convince another human being for their child. And I know that's maybe really harsh to say because most people think like a parent would do anything for their children but that I wasn't seeing that you know like simple things like cut out gluten or um, you know processed foods or get to bed or do a b and c they're just like oh well there's not that much research in it it's not going to be that I was like okay (laughs) I was like But yeah, my natural pregnancy just led me to um, actually be really pissed off that it was doable, that there were answers out there um, and not really anyone in the medical field was giving this advice. They, you know, it's just all about treatment, not prevention or care. Um, And then that's when I started diving into the coaching. Um, But to be honest, I had two young boys, so I, I dived more into motherhood for a few years. And that's kind of when um, the deep night of the soul really started happening because I had become, quote unquote, conscious of choices and awareness and diet and lifestyle and how mindset affects your life. Uh, My kids were rapidly becoming huge mirrors for me. And I just didn't understand after so many years of infertility, why I was like getting triggered the way I was in so many years of early education I like I thought parenthood was going to be a breeze and then um and I had healthy babies I didn't have any complications that way but you know their their personalities and the behavior like no one warned you for that that especially my second son he was here to (laughs) make me grow in ways I didn't know I needed to grow Um, And then when I started tapping into entrepreneurship, um, that was another rude awakening of you've got some really deep beliefs that are literally blocking you from becoming, quote unquote, successful, which I don't mean just like financially, but just being happy in the business as well. And I learned that I was doing it for worthiness, you know, to prove my worthiness. And that's not what I wanted. So, you know, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm very open to just, you know, like getting rid of the BS, like I'm done. I'm, I'm 41. (laughs) Like, I, I just want a very, um, a quicker road. Now you have this knowledge, right? And I feel like the more knowledge you build on, it's like, okay, now you can really fast track yourself to exactly where you want to be, um, and yeah there's still things that I kind of question of like am I like am I here am I doing the right things <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the right things why is it not you know maybe the outer reality of um you know the finances why is it up and down so much Um, where I don't I don't feel like I'm changing anything month to month right like I'm very consistent I've been consistent for a few years now Um, I feel like I found my voice now so it's kind of like what's missing and is that even a question I should be asking anymore like is there anything missing or am I conditioned to always think that I have to be keep going and doing
0: beautiful well I mean you couldn't have set up a better segue for me
1: in terms of transitioning <laughs> to what
0: we're about here. So, A, thank you for that. Um. So, B, wh- why don't we start with your last question of, like, is there something missing, right? So, how would you answer that for yourself?
1: Yeah. Um... I'm oh, there he is. Uh, there's my son. <laughs> um is there something missing? No, I guess there's not. If I'm really honest, there isn't anything missing. And I think sometimes you look at your, your external luck. And can you please go see her? where's your father? This always happens. That's Sorry. Okay. Hold
0: on. A perfect uh, timing, you know, yeah, and uh as <laughs> Monica does uh, what she needs to okay. do. I'm just going to fill the void I'm here. but uh, no,
1: no, no.
0: This is the reality of how these uh, situations work. And that's why I want to keep them recorded. Um, yeah, I was just filling the air while you were uh, doing your thing. So it's all good. But I was saying like, this is like, it's such a perfect... Thing to have happened because you know here's you describing your journey here's you describing your son and the things he has to you know teach you and obviously I don't know if that was a specific boy that you were referring to yeah that's so
1: like,
0: like, him say okay perfect right? so here he is coming again uh, at your moment of uh, doing this so I just thought it was it was a very interesting synchronicity for that to happen but uh, yeah, yeah. floors back on to you uh, with regards to like okay that question of like what what is missing or is anything missing
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess if you, yeah, going there is probably a perfect spot. He's going to start school in, um, August and it's really hard to find a spot for care where I live that isn't full-time. Um, and I don't want him full-time, you know, I want to work part-time. I waited eight years to have him, but I also, um, need this business in my life. I've done deep soul searching of whether or not I should be doing this. And the answer is yes, I should be doing this. Um, It is one of the reasons I'm on this planet. And even if it's just uh, as a part-time opportunity right now until my kids are a little bit older, it, it needs to happen in my life. It gives me joy um, in ways that other things don't right and that's okay as a mom and that was a big thing to 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 answer um but yeah it's that balance of um am I holding myself back because I'm always like okay my son's still there he's not in care I can't just completely tune in to what I'm doing and am I getting pulled both ways and then not being present for either of them
0: Okay. So again, how would you answer that question for yourself? Are you being pulled in different directions?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think every mother is, and, um, you know, there's never the right balance, you know, everyone's balance looks completely different, but how do you deal with that when you're in a transition of, um, not having quote unquote, your perfect ideal setup, right? Whether that be full-time care, part- time care or being stay home and you know working in between naps and things like that. um so, yeah, definitely, definitely pulled um between both for sure,
0: okay. So in that case, are you clear on what you actually want?
1: No. Like okay. absolutely not. Like I can like really say that because uh, yeah, I I know that I want him in this specific scenario, <laughs> you know, two, three days a week from this time to this time. But in my head, I keep saying that's impossible because I've looked and it's not here. And maybe I am still blocking that. And then I think, oh, well, it's only seven more months. You know, we'll get through it. <laughs> just like, so that's no, you're right. Absolutely not clear at all.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. So great awareness. Um. So, okay, you mentioned, okay, I want him in this specific scenario two to three times per week. So can you just clarify what, what that actually means? Like you're talking about like in some sort of care or somebody else is taking care of him yeah, two to three like, times per week?
1: Yeah, like there's just a, a designated place that he goes that I, I'm i happy that he goes and he's having fun and he's safe um, and he's not um, in and out of this room or mommy has to just do this email real quick. You know, it's like I can just zone into my work, pick him up and then be present with him. Um, but yeah, I have really high standards. <laughs> But even if those standards were a little bit lower, it's incredibly hard or um, like, yeah, and here's maybe my block, impossible to find what I want for him.
0: Okay. And in that case, it seems like you do actually know what you want. Like, I want him to be somewhere else for two to three days per week so that those two to three days per week, I can feel secure that he's safe, he's taken care of, and that's my time to focus on my business and and do the other things that, you know, contribute to my soul growth and my business growth. So before we go on, like, does that resonate with you? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so now there's this whole thing of, well, I don't actually know what I want, but then when I dig deeper, I kind of do know the outcome that I want, But to get that outcome, I actually have impossibly high standards that nobody can actually meet. So then we go back to, well, maybe I just don't know what I want. And I should like do more of whatever to figure that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. So (laughs) what
0: comes up for you when I reflect that back?
1: I feel it's like, like just you're, I'm blocking myself. Like you do know what you want, but you're putting this uh made up limitation that the care for him doesn't exist or of course, it like of course it exists i just have to create that in my imagination and it will come
0: <laughs> fair and what if that wasn't about creating the situation that could take care of him but what if it was actually a protective mechanism
1: yeah, like you mean that I'm not creating it because I'm protecting myself or?
0: Possibly, and and this is kind of the part that I'm inviting you to explore because like your words were, I have an impossible standard. I have a really high standards and impossible to find something for him. Yeah. From the outside looking in, what I'm hearing is I need to find a replacement for me which is impossible because you're his mom and no caretaker, whether it's, you know, your own family member is ever going to be able to replace you. So right off the bat, it's kind of like, well, you've lost before you've started. Yeah. The reason why, okay. So number one, does that resonate? Yeah, absolutely. It does. So if that resonates and the reason why I'm saying maybe it's not about creating the standards, but it's about a protective mechanism that like if I set impossible standards, I never have to let go because nobody can meet those standards. So the safety is in the latching on. And like, no, I got to hold on. I got to hold on to this little boy. Nobody can take care of him. Like I'm going to take care of him. And it's just like nothing exists that could possibly meet his needs the way that I can meet his needs. Which like, what makes it tricky is like, it's true. Like like you're absolutely (laughs) right that that doesn't exist. Yeah, But now it comes down to what benefit do you get from setting impossible standards that can never be met?
1: Yeah, zero. Like absolutely none. Well, is that really (laughs)
0: true? Because you do get to keep them in your vicinity. You do get to be the one that meets those impossible standards. You do get to keep them close. Like those are all benefits that you get to experience by not letting him go.
1: Yeah, but I don't need it 24-7. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so then the inverse of that is what benefit do you get from not creating the two to three days per week of freedom
1: to work on your business? Um, I I don't feel like I get any benefit if I don't get that freedom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I don't, because I know it's a part of my life and who I am and it is my creativity um, outside of motherhood, because obviously motherhood is another form of creativity. Right now, I don't feel like that situation is beneficial for me. Like just going back to like being pulled apart, right? Like I can't, I'm, I don't feel like I'm present in either situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair. So are you open to exploring that further and seeing, you know, what yeah. else might be there? Okay. So if you did have, three days per week of uninterrupted time to work on your business and that began to yield more consistent success and growth what would that mean for your relationship with your son and your family
1: um okay so just more freedom for us um we love to travel we love to you know we're not home bodies you know so um yeah the the freedom to uh, yeah, okay so there's just one example my husband flies for hawaiian airlines we're very very fortunate that we get free standby tickets pretty much anywhere in the world Flying standby is really rough with two kids. <laughs> you know, packing, getting to the airport, being on like, oh, you know, are we gonna even make the plane? Are we not gonna make the plane? Not going when we want to go. Um, so you know, for me, having extra money on top of my husband's salary is like, not I'm not gonna think twice about this trip. We're buying four first class seats in the story right um so that money just allows the freedom for us to really truly live the life that we want instead of kind of being on this schedule of if the plane's full or not full
0: okay so one benefit is is just the options right like that the more money yeah. equals more options to for more convenience for more comfort for more experiences yes which absolutely makes sense. That's a beautiful vision. In order to achieve that vision, you would have to let go of your son for three days a week. Mm-hmm. And what comes up for you when you think of that?
1: Um, probably childhood stuff for me, right? So my parents were, um, yeah, full-time workers um, very lower middle class. So they had to work to just survive. Right. So we're not talking about first class seats. (laughs) We're talking about rent and food and clothes. Um, and yeah, we were in care morning evenings. So like throughout the whole day. So I think that's the, the, yeah, that's where the block is.
0: Okay. So what's coming up for you right now?
1: So, yeah, I guess it's just that, like, um, you know, the inner child stuff of, I guess you're just making up, you know, for that time that you didn't have with your parents or that, you know, you were like very much um, always in care, (laughs) not wanting that for your child you know, finding a better balance of me being me, you know, um, Monica Cox, who does the things that she wants to do. And then me being the mom, um, you know, just having a better balance of that. And so, um, yeah, from that perspective, it's just that kind of like hurt of like, well, am I going to do, am I doing what my parents did? out of necess- necessity, right? Like it's not you know they did they had to do what they had to do but you know making sure that I do better for my children.
0: Absolutely. So, number 1, I just want to acknowledge you for allowing yourself to go there. Right? Like there there's we've gone from like nothing's wrong to this well of emotion that, you know, wanted to surface and you allowed yourself to go that you didn't avoid it. You held space for it as, you know, these questions kept going your way. So number one, I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. And number two, bring it back to the kind of question that started this whole thing, which is like, okay, well, what benefit are you getting from not letting go of your child into care, right? What you're getting is you're holding on to the control, ensuring by setting these impossible standards that no caretaker can actually meet, is that you're holding on and never allowing your child to have the experience that you went through. That I'm going to, you know, in some ways abandon my child like I felt abandoned because of work. So if I can hold on to him and neglect my work he's never gonna have to repeat that experience so what lands for you from that
1: yeah like 100 percent. i think the thing for me is that um when i have him at home it it's not that i necessarily neglect my work though so it's like he he sees me on the computer he sees me doing an Instagram post or recording a TikTok, you know, and I feel like I'm very conscious of, of that's not necessarily any better, (laughs) right? Like just because I'm here in the house doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm doing better. Um, and so that's more of the balance that I want is that I, I want to be present for the both of them or yeah, for both situations, Um, and so it's almost that, you know, what's coming up right now is, is that forgiveness, um, in my inner child, giving that forgiveness to my parents and knowing that that's not my life. I've, I've literally, my children have been with me more presently and engaged and doing things than, and he's going to be five in march than i ever had my whole childhood with my family my parents so you know and giving um yeah like i guess that's where it is 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 that inner child forgiveness area because obviously she's still she's still really hurt and feels abandoned
0: so again great awareness And I know this is not your first foray into diving into inner work because you wouldn't be able to make those connections. So again, I just want to acknowledge you for that and really just reflect back to you. Yes, the forgiveness is important. Yes, reconnecting with your inner child is important. All of that is going to be part of your healing. What I'm inviting you to consider is if you zoom out, the bit you described at the beginning with regards to these inconsistent months. Like, well, I'm kind of consistent. I'm, you know, making TikToks, I'm making Instagram. So I'm, some months are very high, some months are very low, but like I don't feel like I'm doing anything different. The program and the paradigm that's operating all of that is basically a fear of success. Yeah. Because if you do go all in. And create like result-based consistencies, meaning, you know, every month I create X amount or this is like the baseline that I never go under. You're always going to have ups and downs, it's the nature of entrepreneurship, but it's not like one month I have a five-figure month, the next month I make 200 bucks. Yeah. Right? That inconsistency basically means as soon as, like if you ever read The Big Leap, right? The upper limit problem. As soon as I get to that point where success now looks and feels this way, and I've touched it, I've experienced that it's here, that it's going to keep going and do the same thing, that freak out is the freak out of that part of you that wants no repetition, no risk of repetition of living out your childhood traumas in the abandonment piece. So in whatever fashion, we're going to get too deep into this but whatever fashion self-sabotages take some more time off he needs more attention right look at all of the support staff that i could get but none of them are perfect so spend a lot of time wasting there you know like whatever the pattern surface level pattern ends up being it's reflective of if i do end up with consistency if i do end up with more revenue that means more responsibility which means a requirement to fulfill on more clients which means a requirement to continue building this business which means a requirement to be less present for my kids so it accepts a standard of like well i'm kind of half present when i'm making tiktoks even though they're here but all like the result of that is this hamster wheel of limbo of just like well i can't really move forward because On a subconscious emotional level, this is what I've decided is okay. Yeah. So I know that was a lot thrown your way. So what's landing for you?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely true. It's something that I think of all the time of like, if I explode, quote unquote, and that doesn't mean like viral on Instagram, it's like if I'm consistently bringing in more clients one-to-one or in my coaching program, or, you know, even you know, a big dream of mine is being paid for my podcast and having, you know, a really um, big platform in that way. Um, It's, it's, yeah, it would be less time away from my family. Absolutely. Cause that's the truth, right? Like it's just, you know, there is a portion of that. And I think on the opposite end of like not getting care um, it's, up until now been really hard for me to find the right staff in my business to do the things that I don't need to do. So, um, so I think it's been on both ends of that. Yeah, definitely. 100%.
0: Right. So now we're getting into the ripple effects of this pattern where busyness equals safety mm-hmm. or put a different way, control equals safety. Right. If I can never find the right person to outsource work to, means I get to like, I have to be the one to do it all, which means I'm the limiter to my growth, which means I'm likely not going to grow past where I'm at right now because support means growth. Proper support means proper growth. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to sabotage how I create, you know, my SOPs and all of my, you know, delegation work and systems and operations. Means I'm going to hire the wrong person, whether that happens energetically or like you actually self sabotage hiring the right person, right? How you mm-hmm. actually end up delegating is probably going to be muddled as well. Because the part that always goes first, right, is, is going to be your safety part. That yeah. part's like, no, 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 no. Like, we're not growing. Nobody can take care of your kid like you can take care of. Nobody can do your business like you can take care of business. Like, stay here, do this, do not grow. Right, that yeah. is the lens through which all of your choices end up being made, whether consciously or unconsciously. So, really, for you, right? Even look at how we start this whole conversation. Like, ah, I don't really know if I have a problem. It's probably it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, to that emotional, subconscious, wounded part of you, this is ideal. Yeah, like it's not concerned about what the ultimate vision of. I'm fully present with my kids, have a thriving business, and am able to do all the things that I want to do, it doesn't care about what that vision could actually be like. It's probably blocking you from even thinking and really using your imagination of what that could look like. Because getting there, as far as its emotional logic is concerned, totally not cool. Yeah. Right? So again, what lands for you there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean it's totally true, and it's it's really like um, starting to show myself that it is safe and safe. The word safe and safety has come up quite a lot in my journey and subconscious mind work and inner child work. So it's interesting that it's coming up again, um, and exploring that of of not feeling safe and having. I guess it just comes to, you know, um, you know, my subconscious mind or let's inner child or my childhood for the first like, I don't know, like 13 years, there was no safety, right? And so I can, I see why. And I've always been, um, I can do it myself. I don't need help. You know, I'm the big girl. And that's just like, exactly what I was set up to believe
0: correct and then just to kind of allow yourself to zoom out a little bit how is that creating problems within your business in your own words
1: yeah I mean the problems is is that I yeah it scares me to let other people do anything in my business and it scares me to let anyone I have two kids. I have a a, a seven year old in first grade. Um, and they're not doing a good enough job. <laughs> it's just so on both ends. Um, and as much as I feel like I've let go and released and been doing this work, it this is just like another amazing reminder that it is like an onion journey, right? Like okay yeah maybe I've pulled back the first like few layers, but it's you still got to keep going and tunneling. I don't know what is in the core of this onion, but um, hopefully it smells a little bit better. Um, but yeah, definitely.
0: And I think to just add some nuance to that because I fundamentally agree with you. Maybe it's not even like I got to get to the core and then I'll be fixed and then I'll be good. Yeah. It's more these patterns and these woundings that have followed me for decades, stemming from, you know, those early, very important years. I have done a lot of work and a lot of healing around them. It's just within the context of my business. That's where I haven't addressed them. Yeah. Right. And the only reason I point that out is we get into these judgment cycles like, well, I haven't like I'm not at the core yet. I haven't fixed myself fully. Why am I still broken? You're not. It's just where your business wants to go, what wants to be emerged to be expressed from you through the vehicle of the business and and the people that you serve and how you serve them. It requires a level of consciousness that needs you to let go of these aspects as they are showing up in your business yeah and even though we're saying the same thing i just wanted to point it out because that perspective makes it easier to bypass the judgment it's like okay it's just i have dealt with this i haven't dealt with it in my business now is Mm -hmm. the time to to do that versus oh you know why am i so broken like we should get into that victim
1: yeah yeah and i don't feel that way um like in all honesty, I just feel like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> like, but that's how I feel like every time I unearth something which is like refreshing and great, and I'm super excited. But at the same time as anyone knows when you're going through this journey, um, yeah, I and I don't believe there's um necessarily this end goal that I'm striving for. Um, but I do hope that and I know this, and I know this in my journey, it does get e- easier, right? Like, yeah.
0: 100%. So if I like look back through everything that, you know, we've unpacked for this conversation, right? So there's, and I'll just kind of reflect back what, what what's in my notes, right? So there's this pattern of control. There are these abandonment um, aspects of your inner child and if the wording like you prefer a different wording this is just what i have in my notes so you know you can replace it but did this inner child part of you that like doesn't want to let go and doesn't want to repeat it i just called it the abandonment bit so you got the control you got the abandonment bit all of this leads to not being able to delegate not asking for help and support uh and fundamentally that the fear of success the fear of growth all those things like those are the five main things that i've kind of outlined Uh, for you from this conversation so before I ask the next question like do those resonate with you
1: yeah definitely okay
0: so who or what would you be without those
1: limitations um what would I be I to be honest I would I I feel free like I would feel really free without those limitations um you know, I am in a very um, abundant situation already. Um, so I'm not seeking a bigger house or, you know, even just a roof over my head, let's say. I'm not seeking those things. I'm see, I guess what I'm seeking is that freedom, uh, that lightness that you feel, you know, when you make a big breakthrough, like for me, my body feels really light. And I can tell that I'm not necessarily quote unquote, where I want to be like, and that's not perfection or the end of the journey when my body still is feeling heavy. And so that's why I'm always willing to explore and have these types of vulnerable conversations because it's like, I don't feel that lightness and that freedom that I know my soul is seeking.
0: Got it. And if you had that lightness and that freedom, what kind of business would you create?
1: Um, well, to be honest, I feel like I already have my dream business, right? Like I have, I love podcasting. I love connecting with people. I love connecting with clients and finding, you know, their missing pieces. I have an amazing course. I have a one-to-one, you know, you know, client capability, i have I have my dream business. <laughs> like it's already there. Um so it's really now just stepping out of my own way <laughs> and letting it become what I have already built.
0: beautiful. So it's for you, like what really lights you up is less about finding more like profit profit in solving these feast and famine cycles it's more about the subjective profit more fulfillment more of a sense of freedom more lightness in my business more joy right more peace of mind that i'm not sacrificing one way or the other it's basically it's the fulfillment profit that you'd be seeking
1: exactly and i think because i truly believe that um uh, when I have that, the abundance comes too, right? Like I know that in my soul um, and with all the money mindset work I've done <laughs> too, like I, I know that. And so I, yeah, exactly. That's um, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: And I agree with you on that. And it just goes back to that, really the underlying pattern here, which is a split energy, right? I don't want what comes with success because it means sacrificing all of the woundings and the fears that i have Mm -hmm. right so that that's that split like i've done all the mindset work around money i want like i'm okay to receive more of it but then the split energy is the expense of that the consequence of that is reliving my childhood through my kid and passing on that trauma. And I know you intellectually understand that's not true, but it's speaking to that subconscious emotional part of
1: you. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Perfect. So if you can then just sum up in your own words, what are all of the head trash and emotional blocks that are creating that feast and famine cycle within your business?
1: Yeah, it's... um... That it's it's the safety of the surrender. Um that um no one's abandoning anyone. It's safety for asking for help, it's safety for the growth aspect, and it's safety for the success, like changing those subconscious beliefs that those are all safe to have, and that I have I have already broken that generational trauma like it, it's that's done and i know that i've done that um so now it's kind of going back like i consciously know that my 40 or 41 year old knows that but my five-year-old still is you know me personally my personal inner child five-year-old is still um seeing life through that lens 100 percent.
0: and it's a beautiful way to say it too because the adult part of you has broken that generational trauma
1: hmm.
0: it is still the 5 year old that's not embodying or has caught up with where your 40 year old has gone yeah you know so that i think is is the completion of that cycle because yeah you've done a lot of the inner work to clear some of that now what wants to emerge is the embodiment of that in your business to show it. Mm-hmm. Because right now, like if you can't let go of your kid and you can't ask for support and you can't make the space to express more of your soul's calling in your business, you kind of understand the generational trauma that you've um worked through, but you don't actually know it because you can't yeah. show it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's in it's in the showing that that the healing like reveals itself fully
1: yeah yeah so
0: what comes up for you then in that final reflection
1: yeah no it's just like i'm just so like grateful for like being able to like have the confidence to just even have these conversations right like that's what i think about myself now like there's no way like three years ago that I would have been able to be like this vulnerable. And this is like a huge, huge like leap. So um, yeah, I'm just like super grateful for this opportunity and uh, for you to look at my building. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Well, yeah, I uh, I agree with you. And I think that's also why it's wanting to merge right now because you actually have the capacity to hold it, right? Like three years ago, I couldn't have even admitted this, let alone like in a public fashion. Yeah. Now, not only can I do that, but by creating that acceptance and awareness around it, that's the first step to beginning to actually heal it, embody it, and now show it with results. So yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful summary um, for that. So Monica, thank you very much for uh, you know bringing this to the table and, and sharing yourself through this. Um, so yeah, so floor is yours. Let everybody know where to find you, who's the best person to find you. Floor is yours?
1: For oh, me. yeah. Um, so I'm finding fertility everywhere on the internet, podcasts, social media, website. Um, and yeah, anyone who is seeking support for a more holistic, um, functional approach to getting and staying pregnant, um, yeah, come join the community.
0: Beautiful. Well, as always, we'll include those in the show notes. Uh, Monica, yeah, thank you very much for coming on and for everybody else listening. We'll see you on the next one.